future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. My God. Happy Halloween. I just wow. blew my eardrum. <laughs> happy Halloween. Or as we say in my culture, happy Halloween. That's how Latinos say happy Halloween. You know, with a hard H. Except we do celebrate Dia de los Muertos, mm-hmm. Day of the Dead. Little known fact, it's not really uh, the original uh, point of Dia de los Muertos was not to honor your family. It was because you had such a bad hangover, you felt like you were dead. <laughs> so that's how we called it Dia de los Muertos. And there's the show. There we go. Brilliant. Right on. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Ah. Okay, how bad is that? When your straight engineer even knows that you need some help out here. <laughs> Kurt, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, do you have a Halloween pun? Because you're so punny. Uh, I, I always have puns for you. Yes, Alexander. I know. And they bore me to happiness. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, so who did... Uh, you get a little nervous, Kurt. I know. You got Calm me on down. the spot. I, I don't normally... Come on to the show. Um, we have to give the straight people their time in Hollywood. They are well, not... Exposed enough. <laughs> I guess not. No. Um, who, who did uh, Frankenstein take to the prom? Uh, Catherine Crump. No. <laughs> She's probably listening. <laughs> his his toys just screamed right now. His ghoul friend. Oh, oh, there you go. Wah, wah. Friend. Was, oh God. Was that in a pack of cards? Well done. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. With gum. <laughs> And it came with a little a little prize as well. Okay. You you would not believe how Kurt uh, how old Kurt is. He's married and and the whole bit. Doesn't he look like a little baby? He looks twelve. Yes. Yeah, so every time he asks for vodka, I'm like, no, Kurt, no, bad Kurt. <laughs> so um, Kurt's our engineer, and he will be taking your messages messages from the chat room. Uh, so go ahead and send him a message. He will relate it to us. If you are not listening to the live and you still want to send us a little comment, you can send us an email at info at ontherocksradioshow dot com or tweet us on the rocks on the air. Sometimes under the table, but it was too long for Twitter to say all that. <laughs> um, Kurt, do you have a, um, a Halloween costume? Uh, well, I mean, I have a costume of me. Because, and... I mean, you are a self-proclaimed nerd, so I'm, I bet yeah. today's show, like, you're ready to explode. Yeah, I, I am. Not like yeah. when we have, like, drag queens from old Hollywood. You're like, who? What? Well, this that, is your that, kind of show. That was a fun show, though. I, I got a picture with her. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> you look horrified and scared, and I don't know where her hand was, but still, that, that's another thing. What is your Halloween costume? Is it? Let, let me guess. Is it something Harry Potterish or Star Warsish? You actually nailed it with the first one. You're actually really serious. I was. I'm, I have the robe from Harry Potter. Well, world. I know you do from your wedding night, oh, but that's, yeah, so I, yeah, but a little Harry Potter play. I, I also have a picture. I, I was going to show up for you. Uh, put up on the. Well, I, I I did. You know, I do Facebook stalk you from time to time to figure yes, out why you're not returning my many emails. I'm like, how's the show going? How's the show going? Um, I caught you uh, with a picture with your wife. Yes, because uh, you you guys role play. You you guys are into Star Wars fetish. Which is a thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rawr, rawr. Well, I guess it would be Well, I don't know. I'm not in, with your wife in the bedroom, but so anyway. Did Greedo shoot first? Oh, well played, sir. <laughs> yes, he did. Isn't there, is, isn't there cinematic proof? I, I think he was referring to something else. Time. I think he went <laughs> yeah, to a different place. Oh, my God. My own place. show has turned against me. I mean, I got that one. <laughs> yes. My God, I'm losing it. Well, it's because, well, you know. It's been a long time since I've been the only gay man in the room. Yeah. Well, well, well. Anyway, so what is, can you please show this picture I okay. found? Number one, I, I had no clue you had a hairy chest. There yeah. you are, on huh? Solo, and your wife is Princess Leia. Yeah, well, I, I, I thought it went pretty well. I mean, I make a pretty good haunt. You look great. It's, it's spot on, as I say. Yes. Um, uh, so, why is Luke Skywalker not in the movie poster? Boom. Or in the trailer. Boom, boom. 
I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because he's the bad guy, right? <gasps> mm-hmm. What? No. Yep. What? That's Jar Jar? Yep. Jar you got this from authority? Okay, this is my guest co-host. No. I'm going to wait to introduce you, but since you're uh, taking over my show. I've been shocked. <laughs> we have Logan Crow. Hi. Ooh. Yeah. He is my guest co-host, and he, he's, he's a local celebrity. He is founder of the Frida Cinema. Um, I love Frida Kahlo, so I thought you were only playing like that movie, over and Amazing Movie by Julie Tamer, over and over again. Right. But then I go to your website and I see screenings for Star Trek II, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. You have some amazing screenings coming up. You just did Jesus Christ Superstar with Ted Neely. Like you are keeping cinema, like that cult kind of feeling of cinema, alive. Thank you. Alive. It's alive. <laughs> we did Bride of Frankenstein too. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, so you are my guest co-host. You are a cinephile. Like, yes. you know everything about movies. But in like that... Apparently not the new Star Wars. <laughs> you haven't seen the new <laughs> no, trailer? Apparently I don't know that Luke Skywalker is the villain of this film. Get out. Spoiler alert. Security. <laughs> so what's yeah. your Halloween costume, Logan, this year? We're still trying to figure that out. We want to, Paul and I want to figure out some sort of theme costume because we're doing whatever happened to Baby Jane and we're throwing a Hollywood icon costume contest. So come as a Hollywood icon. And I'm thinking, I'm leaning towards Betty Davis and Baby Jane, but it's so easy. I want to come up with something to surprise people. From whatever had to be Yeah, Jane. I don't know. Why don't you baby, be Baby Jane and the third sister that nobody talked about? And it's like a hybrid. Oh, I like that. Or I could just be like half and happy Baby Jane. And oh, my God, that's such a good idea. Other, so, well, half a wheelchair. So what's Paul going to do? <laughs> Hello? Paul's like, uh, I'll be the rat in the... In- in the thing, in the, Paul's in the casserole. The, the realtor. He's a doll. He's a little broken doll with a broken face. The, the Betty Davis <laughs> character. checked in with him? He's like, I'm not signing on to this. Kurt, so, so what is your costume? Yeah, I, I was serious about the Harry Potter thing. Well, yeah. you can't just wear the robe. Like, you've got to fu- go full out. No, I'm going to get You'll get beaten a, a up in your own. shirt, and I have the. A dress the... shirt? They didn't wear dress shirts. Yeah, did they? They, have, they have the robe and the dress shirt. They had, like, that Mr. Rogers vest. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I, I got the tie the, from Marshalls. I got the tie from the house. So I, have, I have the Ravenclaw. Oh, so you have everything. So, and then the shoes and everything, yeah. The shoes? Yeah. I don't well, even know what kind of shoes. shoes. Are they like curved shoes I or something? Just shoes you like penny loafers? Yeah. Harry Potter penny loafers? There's a product somebody needs to do. Harry Potter penny loafers. Uh, Say that fast three times. No, I'm <laughs> nasally right now. It'll be all over the screen. <laughs> well, I'm at that age where I'm having hair start to grow in where I never had, so I don't need a costume this year. I'm a werewolf. Um, <laughs> wow. I couldn't even save that one. <laughs> Boom. Um, I have one funny Halloween story um, um, to tell. Uh, so I was in sixth grade and it was my very first school dance and it was a, it was a Halloween, um, dance and, uh, I went to Spock and there was this little kid that was bullying me at school. His name was Emil Popov and I remember the last name because I know Popov very well now, right? <laughs> I went to college. Anyway, <laughs> so Emil Popov, he was just a jerk. Like it wasn't like bullying, like some big, like dramatic thing. He was just, he was just a nasty little kid. So I told my mom, my mom was a single mom, whatever. She was like, nobody gets my kid. Rah. And she actually had that voice. So um, they had chaperones come to the to the to the dance, and in walks this creature with a full witch mask and a full like it was very like people were scared. Nobody knew who this person was, and the person was not speaking. And with the nails, I mean, you couldn't see any skin from this woman. It looked like one of your creations, Bill Bryan. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, I saw this chaperone take Emil Popov out, and Emil Popov came in and he wet his pants and he was crying. <gasps> It was my mom. (laughs) She dressed up as the witch. She said, come here, little boy. And she took him outside. She says, if you ever touch my son again or deal with my son, I will come for you. (laughs) And she walked off and he wet his pants. 
I love your that's mom. Wonderful. That's perfect. So then he was uh, uh, known as Emil uh, Pee My Pants. Nice. I was done. Even at eighth grade graduation. Boom. Thank you, Mom. Happy Halloween. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Um, this last weekend, uh, Kurt, if you can play a picture, I went to Palm Springs, and I was guest at the Carnival Cabaret, which is a brand new show in Palm Springs. It's me on a red carpet, Kurt. Oh, okay. Red yeah. carpet. Yeah, of course, the carpet's on the floor. No, <laughs> no, that's not me. That's definitely that's me. not me. <laughs> sooner, sooner, sooner. It's like one of the first pictures. Oh, Kurt. This is why we don't give you vodka. Yeah. I don't think I... You know what? There was a couple images I meant to tell you that didn't come Oh, now. do you want to tell me that after the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a great show in Palm Springs. It's a throwback to the old female impersonation shows. It's not a drag show. Because I don't really like, like drag shows, but it's like old school, like 1970s Vegas. Hmm. It is so professionally done. And the MC is the oldest drag queen... Uh, in the Guinness Book World of Records, this is how famous this person is. His name is James Gypsy Hawk. He, uh, Hesse, something, Hussey, whatever. And I thought, oh, 93 years old, this is going to be a terrible show. He came out and he was so snappy. He was one-lining with the audience. It's a really, really good show. So if you're in Palm Springs, go to the Carnival Cabaret. Um, the food is great. The drinks are even better. Okay, that's enough of that. So, Logan, today's show, mm-hmm. Ghostbuster nerds across... The world, their hearts will be exploding. They might wet their pants with excitement. My heart's exploding. Yes. It's exciting. We have special effects wizard. I don't know how else you can, because you can't say, oh, well, he's, he's you know, the master of foam, because he does, he does so much. And then when he gets bored, he'll step into his own creature and he'll say, hey, put me in a movie. Right? Right, right, right. It's happened. Puppeteer, <laughs> um, innovative, thinking outside the box. Making millions by making creatures out of plastic bags and then selling to the studio for millions, right? You used some plastic bags. Uh, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> we have Bill Bryant, Hollywood legend, uh, worked on Child's Play, Jurassic Park, Three uh, Species, um, has done some commercial work. I believe you did something with the Energizer Bunny, right? Oh, that's right. I was a fluffer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to On the Rocks, Bill. There we go. There we go. But Bill's first movie, when he, when he called his mom and said, hey, I'm going to be in the movies, stay, stay puffed, Marshmallow Man. Love it. I mean, what an iconic villain, right? I mean, that's, that, I should be that but for the costume. I mean, I have the call at the time. At I know. The, at the time, it's like, well, er, it's a Marshmallow Man, Mom. <laughs> in a ghost movie, and it invades New York. Oh, sounds like a winner. That's nice, dear. <laughs> You're like, well, Bill Murray's in it. And that was, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but since then, you've, you've just done so much great work. Um, we're going to watch a little video of, of some of your stuff in, in, in a minute. So we have Bill Bryant. And then we have Robin Shelby. Yay! <laughs> Bravo. Uh, you guys are too kind. You're too kind. I'm like, drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> uh, who played Slimer in Ghostbusters 2. And then I, I didn't know that you were in Willow, too. I Not was. Willow 2. Right, there is no Willow 2. Can you two, imagine if your whole career was only the sequels? Like Steel Magnolias 2? You were like the Magnolia? <laughs> She's not dead! Here she comes! <laughs> and Bill Bryan could do Julia Roberts coming back from the dead with a plastic bag on her face! Yes. My God, we just did it! He's liking that idea. Yes. Absolutely. Do I get residuals? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you in Willow 2? This I gotta know. Willow 2. Um, if you saw Willow, oh, yeah. he goes onto a bridge. If and, you saw Willow. And, you, oh, hello. And he meets a troll that um, gets eaten by a two-headed Hydra mm-hmm. monster. That was me. I was a troll that was torn apart into bits and chomped oh, wow. and killed. That's me on West Hollywood on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> 
typical. Yes, you know. typical, typical. I actually remember that. That's funny. Well, and uh, that, that's how I got introduced to ILM, and that's why kind of I got the job as Slimer because they met me there. Cool. That's a pretty cool way to get killed. <laughs> it is. Oh, it was pretty painful, but you know, <laughs> they, they paid me well. Um, so we're going to talk everything um, Hollywood. Um, but I'm so happy that you're here because I've known of your work. You've gotten uh, a lot of publicity for this little theater that could. I, well, I shouldn't say little theater. I mean, it's it's a full. It's an art cinema house that you have in Santa Ana of all places. Mm-hmm. Usually, when I think of art, I don't think Santa Ana. Oh gosh, hang out in Santa Ana more often. No, it's amazing. It's just it's a, it's got an amazing thriving art scene. But you're right; it doesn't get that recognition that a lot of other arts districts does. You're absolutely right. Well, and but, I worked at a theater company, Rude Gorilla Theater Company. Yeah. It was in Santa Ana. I worked for, uh, with them for nine years. You know, you got to see quality theater, and then you go out and get a churro. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's what kind of environment you were in, or you could buy a mattress for you know fifteen dollars. <laughs> but but it's it, it's really evolved, right? It has. It has. And like I mean, Times Square in New York, it's cleaned up. It's 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 come back. Did I That's scare you, one Logan? One extreme analogy, but yeah, I mean, we're not quite there Did I yet. Just insult Santa Ana? We're not quite there yet. They're I'm trying people, to think of so that I analogy fits. No, no, it, it has. He's looking at me with these big square. eyes. He's like terrified. <laughs> no, it's 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 the uh, it's the this drink is very stiff. Yes, yes. No, no, you're not going to take that. Wait, yeah. So uh, I, I handed you stiff. And you uh, the uh, the city is it's it's a sort of the Renaissance. So the artists that have been there, they're kind of starting to create more confluence. It's brought in more restaurants, it's brought in more arts, more galleries, and then an art house, ultimately, which, you know, I think Santa Ana really needed. It's clear because we're doing well. And then Orange County in general needed. So it's been, it's, a, it's been a blast. It's been a real, you know, amazing success. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the worst things to happen to movie viewing, in my estimation, is Netflix and Redbox. Yeah. And here's why. You are so limited as to what you watch. When I used to go into the video store... You would see all the mainstream stuff, but then you're like, eh, I want to see that. Or they, they were always out of the new stuff, right? Unless you got there like right when they opened the door. Right. And so you'd have to pick a movie that it looked like an interesting box, and then you would watch a Betty Davis movie, and you're like, wow. Uh, or you know, some of the older, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I got it because I'm like, how ridiculous does this sound? And then I watched it. It was like amazing. Right. And so I think our new generations coming up are not exposed to the same kind of films as such. Somebody has to say, watch this. It's good for you. Right. Well, and also the experience of seeing it on the big screen and well, with right. a community, with an audience. Like I have to have that conversation often because we do get feedback. Well, why am I going to go see you know, Wild at Heart at your theater? It's on, on videotape. And I always say, you know, why do people flock to Paris to see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre when I can print you up a life-size <laughs> Mona Lisa replicate HD just like the one over there and show it to you in your bedroom? It's not the same. Well, I'll either. tell you yeah. why you do that. You go to because in their uh, cafe at, at the Louvre, <laughs> yes. they have a chocolate croissant that will kick your ass. Got it. That's why you go. I knew food or sex was coming. I've, I've, got, the, I've got the gist of the show. Now. Logan. <laughs> Logan. Um, but, um, yes. well, actually, yeah. when you go see the Mona Lisa, it's actually like, it's not. She's tiny. She's, it's like, uh, hello. She's tiny and she's like, you know, far removed from you. So you have to kind of stand back here with a crowd and you look like a stamp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She does not say hello. No, she doesn't. It's like, come on, bitch. I just traveled she all this way. Smile. smile. She barely smiles. Have some eyebrows, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. She's a hater. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I know you're kind of getting over food poisoning. So you're, yes. You're looking at me like a train just ran Getting over, over food poisoning and, and introducing vodka into my system <laughs> in keeping with the aesthetic of your show. Yes. It's respect. That's respect. There's a few aesthetics to my Self, show. I'm sure there are. <laughs> Give me time. But um, but no, it's 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 a dream come true. And I mean, and, and, and you're right. That connectivity and that sort of um, communicating that message that these films need to be seen big. They need to be heard big. Um, and the seen energy a, with other people. You've seen A Clockwork Orange a million times. You think you've seen it, and then you see it on the big screen, and you hear it, and 
people around you are responding and you haven't seen it. You realize you have not seen it. And it's so cathartic to gather with other fans who cheer at the same parts mm-hmm. or shout out at the screen. You right. get all excited again. It's an opportunity to take a friend who has not seen, um, like every December they uh, they show Anti-Mame at the Egyptian mm-hmm. and it's on the original size screen that it was originally yep. filmed for. And everybody does the one-liners and all that and it's such a good sense of movie going, which I think we've forgotten because we're watching a movie at home on Netflix and then we're like, uh, who messaged me, blah, blah, blah. And then you missed some of the great stuff where everything's so CGI, you're just like, right. I'm not impressed by anything. Not like, you know, a big marshmallow man walking down you know, a city. <laughs> you're like, wow, how did that happen? And you also find out too sometimes that it's okay to laugh at some things. Like we'll, we'll play like a perfect example would be Blue Velvet and we've had people come out being like, that's a comedy. I thought I was the only one laughing throughout that entire movie, but it was such a trip to see an audience where everyone was laughing nonstop for two hours. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, no, it's very funny. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, you have that communal experience and you're able to sort of bond with people in the same room. It's, it's a fantastic thing. For and me, I, that's important. And to me, it makes me want to go home and rent more movies with an actor that I wasn't that familiar with that I became known with that film or other movies by a certain director. It, it, it gets me inspired to be a cinephile. How did you get to love movies so much? Because you really know everything about... Oh, gosh. Except new Star Wars uh, movies, apparently, but still. I haven't seen Anti-Mame. Show's I know, over. I know, I know, Show's and that's over. that's like oh my top five. Which one? Uh, the original with Rosalind Russell, or no, that's the second one. Uh, there Russell, is only right? one. Hmm. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> Poor Lucille Ball, God rest her soul. <laughs> that was not anti meme. That was anti mess. Got it. <laughs> yes, but no, I haven't seen an Outfest every year, and I, I will go. Um, I just December sixteenth at the Egyptian. Boop. Love it. That free uh, vodka too. And that says something about too that movie. That's that Outfest, which puts together a, a festival every single year. But gay people are so annoying at the movies. All they do always is talk anti- and snap their fingers. But always anti mame. This isn't tango. But that's why it's always anti mame. You know, what I mean, that's their annual December film. And I mean, that says yeah. a lot about the movie. Because it's yeah. you know Christmas. Remember they're poor at Christmas. Never seen it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sassy co-host. <laughs> Turn off his mic. Did you see that? <laughs> Cut him off. Cut him off. Cut I said no. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, there's a Christmas the, scene in it, Logan. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> go, go watch it. I want to. You would even love it from like a whole like lighting. It was lit li- like like an old play where she has a moment and all the lights in the back go down and she has a special. I mean, it's it's so wonderful. And Rosalind Russell's performance. I just finished re- rereading her biography, and her performance in that. She loved that role so mm. much, and you can see it in every frame of that film. Casting in that is just amazing. The one liners in there. I mean, every gay man should should know this. Okay, I have simply terrific. Yeah, but uh, yeah. To, so to answer your question, I I just have always been a huge film geek. <laughs> I like how you bring I, me back to reality. I do. I'll just bring you <laughs> right back. You know, I I, uh, I just as long as I can remember, I've just loved film. I've of uh, my parent, my my earliest memories. My mom taking to be see Arthur with Dudley Moore when I was five. Yes. How about that remake? I was horrible on the sequel, which is terrible too. Oh. On the rocks, yeah. Arthur two on the rocks. Look at that. This it's show like, is amazing. This though. show is great. <laughs> this show is better than Dudley Moore sequel. Yeah, but uh, I mean, even Liza couldn't. So the like, whole movie was a yes! disaster. But that original is so great. So but anyway, I was very. I, you know, I was moved by it. I you know, I'm five years old. I don't know what the hell the movie's about. I don't know alcohol, but I just responded to music cues, to Burt Bacharach, to acting, to shots, to framing, to New York. And must have seen that movie six or seven times. And we had on TV back then, the old cable, Arthur and the Elephant Man on repeat over and over. Those are my movies. And, you know, kids are running around playing and I'm watching the Elephant Man and, and Arthur and Kroll and, you know, anything I can get my hands oh, on. Yeah. Kroll, that is a movie that I haven't... That was a great movie. Wasn't that Liam Neeson's one of his first movies? I think he was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like very, very like hairy Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there was no phantom in that menace. Let me no, tell you. No, no, no. 
Uh, shirtless Liam Neeson, if memory serves. But calm down, was, Logan. Yes. It's a family show. Sure. We have Bill Bryan here. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a twelve-year-old. But uh, the um, <laughs> and then uh, just it just always that was always me. Boom, movies, boom, movies, boom. movies, horror, cult, love it. Um, so tell me, uh, so tell me what you have coming out because you actually have something very special in store for uh, local people to Southern California. On Halloween. Yes. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out because we also do, we started out of Long Beach and we also do outdoor events in Long Beach. And so we talked about, okay, for Halloween, do we do an event at the Frida? Do we do an event in Long Beach at the cemetery? So we're doing both. So we're doing a matinee of whatever happened to baby Jane at one thirty on Halloween at the theater. In with, the daytime? With uh, mimosas. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. And the, yes. Uh, and then right after that, uh, at, at Sunnyside Cemetery in Long Beach, we're screening a, a new remaster of John Carpenter's Halloween um, on Halloween at a cemetery, which is so exciting for me. And uh, we'll have a costume contest there, too. We're going to have a little goth DJ, the kid who used to spin at Mannequin and... Uh, and uh, Kesara and all these goth clubs. Now you're shaking your head. You said you. I were, was a fake goth. You're, okay, you're I was s- that goth that got dressed up and then cried goth. and went home. I was you're like, the, ah, what's happening? You're here? one of the kids that listens to Evanescence now. That would be you then. Is that fair? Uh, I was Rammstein. Okay, well, no, that, that counts. Only two tracks though. So the other more, ones were more of the intense. industrial. Okay, yeah, yeah got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so we're doing Halloween at the cemetery, and um, Sunnyside is a gorgeous venue. It's a historical cemetery, and they've been really good to us. And we've um, did a whole series over the summer. Everything from. Uh, the Shining to we had the Lost Boys it was just a great great. We, this is our second full year and we'll come back next year as well these are all great movies mm-hmm. um, what's the website that people can go to thefridacinema.org dot org yeah. and I'm telling you go to the website uh, number one you, ha- you have a lot of fun pictures of people that get dressed up and go um, but you also get to see your amazing schedule I mean, you really do put together, and it's it's a little bit uh, for for everyone. Yeah, I mean, you important. have like open mic nights and stuff like that too. It's it's really bringing artists together in the community, and that's part of the fun challenge. Is that you know I'm a film geek first and foremost, but it was important for me that this be a nonprofit organization because it's art. Cinema is arts, and I think that's a huge. Most art is a nonprofit. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's it's by it, nature. It's sort of like my mission to to sort of drill that point home that film is an art form, like music, like painting, and it gets forgotten. I think because of Hollywood and Transformers Twelve, and you know, no offense to anyone that may have worked on the Transformers films. but um, So it's important for us as we program to think of every single microcosm group. Okay, we want to make sure that we're programming for seniors. We want to make sure that kids get their movies. And that's fun. That's a real fun challenge for us. Because if it was up to me, it would just be horror and cult cinema all day long. And no, that's not quite a mission-driven theater. Right. So. Um, so I have one question before we go to break and then sure. talk to our amazing guests. Woo-hoo! Um, what is a movie that you love that you would be very shameful for my whole audience to know? Because they're going to know now. A movie that I love. Guilty pleasure. Be- oh gosh, an officer and a gentleman. Oh, that's a good movie though, right? Why is that shameful? Because it's, rom- it's, it's a rom com. A rom com. Did I just say rom com? Not that funny. <laughs> oh, I laughed. I was like Richard Gere straight. <laughs> oh no, boy. <laughs> Bill's looking at me like. Mm. <laughs> I can hear my sister right now screaming. What? Um, no, let me think. I, that's that's the one that came to mind. I can watch it over and over and over. But again. That's a good film. Memorized. One that was like. Oh, an embarrassed show? No, showgirls. I mean, come on. So, um, the the to <laughs> the level toys. that I love showgirls, I love toys. Toys is one of my favorite movies. Toys is a masterpiece. But everybody hates it, and they're like, "What? It's so funny." I it's, carved. Did you carve for toys? Oh, that's you. Awesome. What? I carved on toys. Oh my god! I made uh, elephant parts, <sighs> hand oh. parts. Oh my god! I just remember that's one of my favorite movies. Robin Williams in an interview before the movie came out uh, saying, "It's Doctor Strange Love meets Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory." And I think that's perfect. 
That's his perfect. And Pinocchio, too. And Pinocchio and a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's a war film. It's a fantasy. It's got Tori Amos on it. I mean, it's just a great film. Happy like, work. Yeah. And then uh, Robin Williams in a music video. Yes, please. And Joan Cusack. And jo- Joan Cusack. How do you feel? Yes, I know. Okay. Anyway. Tin horns. I like that. Tin horns are fun. Tin horns are fun. Oh, my God. You <laughs> do know the film. I love the film. Tin horns are fun. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Um, okay. So you are actually going to give our listeners, our local listeners, a little gift. Sure. Um, so we're going to have a little contest. You get two uh, free passes to the screening, which is on Halloween, which is uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. If you can send email to me at info at ontherocksradio.com, your scariest film and why. Preferably make it funny, and then you will win passes. Um, and then you don't have to worry about going to West Hollywood on Halloween night because you don't want to do that. Love it. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to watch um, a little uh, montage of Bill Bryant's work, um, and you're going to recognize tons of films. Um, and the work is just amazing. When we come back, we're going to talk to Robin and Bill about Ghostbusters, everything movies, and we're going to warm a lot of hearts, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Let's go to break. A guy riding by on a bicycle, and uh, and it occurred to me that if we were to put the controllers for the tentacles onto a bicycle-like arrangement, then uh, one person could operate each head. You want to see something? Stay puffed, Marshmallow Man. Well, there's something you don't see every day.
We had to work closely with um, the practical weasels. They shot with a puppet weasel that was being held and grasped and, and wrestled with. Okay, we have to restart this video. <laughs> Let me tell you what a gift it is to have this Hollywood legend who's made some of your favorite scenes come to life and then scare the crap out of you. Um, he's actually narrating it like it's a DVD voiceover right now. <laughs> so we're actually going to rewatch this clip, and Bill, you, they're going to be able to hear and see. They're going to be able to see the clip and then hear your. Uh, where, where okay, I may have yeah. more to say than than the That's time fine. available on the clip. To be honest, because it's cut tight by my buddy Mike Bayuth. You see how professional the show is. I'm sure it's okay if it doesn't match. So, Doc Ock, we puppeteered. I was head puppeteer for a while. And then I wasn't. Oh. Trauma. But anyway. Oh, now this one was Phantoms, in which Affleck was the bomb. But check out this effect. Ready? Liev Schreiber has just grown tentacles and coming out. Right here. It's beautiful uh, work. W- we dragged him backwards. Um, he was halfway through the floor. Well, now here we're into Army of Darkness. I can't talk that fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was my own scene. That's awesome. I told you wow. that uh, I got to carve on toys. Yeah. Well, I mentioned it to Robin's assistant. Robin comes running up to me and says, can you carve tomorrow? Because I'm afraid I'm going to cut my thumb off. Because so I was doubling him in the suit anyway, but I was just over I hope the you got some of his salary that day, too. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. A, and that, that a, just said, oh, now, here. here comes the first time you see Stape Up, you see the head behind the buildings, <laughs> and there's one alleyway where you can see the Michelin Man t-shirt that I'm wearing instead of the suit, because the suit was too big. I couldn't get that close to the back of the buildings, and they wanted to focus on the head. That's so, so funny. So use your... Uh, your remote control and uh, and your little Easter egg or not Easter egg? What do you call that, Logan? A little mishap? Uh, a blooper? Oof. Jurassic Park three. Now this is amazing because this is not your CGI crap. <laughs> this is, oh, but we were flapping these uh, baby uh, tyrannodons, and then there's this moment when they when we attack him. Ready? Yeah. Right, right there. Actually, we're we're wearing them sort of like hats. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, wait, so, so you, you had ads you were flapping so through the set? We're, we're holding on to the, uh, the handles for the, uh, for the wings, flapping them and attacking him. And just uh, actually to show them off the first day. Uh, you ran naked. Jo- Joe, Johnston, <laughs> Joe Johnston came to look at it and uh, John Rosengrant. And he said, do you like my new hat? And he said, yes, I like your new hat. Those of you that grew up on Go Dog Go will be howling with laughter right now. Unfortunately, it's a kind of a niche audience. So the next thing. Okay. <laughs> Here, uh, Men in Black. Now, this is your favorite monster that you've created, right? Uh, it, it is kind of because I got to create not only what he was, but how to make him. And that's you on the inside. That's me on the inside. Oh. Press, and it's all made out of, out of plastic bags. How crazy! And that uh, in that scene, that's one of the that's one of the best creatures in that scene. Mr. Spielberg said that. Oh, he walked on set. Ooh, that's my favorite. 
But did he invite you to his Christmas party? I, he didn't. I, I, I think because Barry Sonnenfeld didn't like it because it made a lot of noise. It was hissing the whole time. This, but it was such know. a great key, a creature, and there was so much to it. And I heard that there was parts that we didn't even see. Like oh, there was tentacles God. that the, came the, out. Actually, you can, again, on your Blu-ray, you can stop it and back and forth. And look, uh, there are inflatable uh, little uh, curled tentacles, that, uh, antennae, I guess you'd call them. Big tentacles that are moving. The first time you see them as... You know that moment when uh, uh, Will has just taken the job yeah. and he says, uh, you know, don't be calling me slim or slick or whatever it is. And Tommy says, as of this moment, uh, your skills mean dick. And the elevator. He's talking about his acting, by ele- the way. Yeah, the <laughs> elevator door opens and we can see down the uh, concourse. And I'm coming around the corner. And so you can see the big tentacles moving as the. Uh, mechanism is functioning inside as I crawl forward, and then they come down and go down the the line of uh, uh, customs uh, when they're talking about how long they'll be there and what they brought. And then I come around the corner and we'll start to try to touch it. And they actually gave him the line; uh, they added it just so they could say, "Okay, we featured it. Now get it off my set because it's hissing." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, grouchy. <laughs> Now, this right. is beautiful work. I thought these were real jellyfish. Yeah, these are uh, plastic bag um, mechanism. Now, this blew my mind. I and thought these this, were real animals. Yeah, this is a, a zebra and a, and a lion hugging and crying on the veldt. It was for a pachinko company in Japan. Look, look how crazy that is. Like, Disney is, like, ready to have you offed right now. Well. Now, this... <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, oh, a little montage. Flash. Oh, and yeah. then uh, species. That's went, Natasha. Yeah, and uh, I was gonna say was, Beddingfield. No, no. <laughs> Henstridge. Now I love this movie. Go see Dreamcatcher if you haven't seen it. It's it's a it's an underrated film. I loved it. And I got to work with TV's favorites now, um, uh, t- Tom James, Hung, um, uh, uh, Tim Oliphant, Justified. Um, um, Do you still have Tim's phone number? <laughs> My name is Earl of uh, Jason Lee. Jason Lee and uh, Homeland's uh, press pass. Damian Lewis. Damian yeah, Lewis. Yes, thank you. I think it's because your effects took such a huge role in that film that they all had to go to TV because they couldn't compete with your effects. Anymore. I'm sure that's that what was I think. It. That had to be it. <laughs> okay, so what a treat to be able to share um, a little narrative by by Bill Bryan. I mean, well, I I, I just awesome. love it. Um, and you were inspired. Wow. And the crowd goes. <laughs> you've, you've also been in some cult favorites uh, like Dune. Uh, you did those suits. Built still suits. Actually, oh. you come down to that one. Look yeah. on that one right there. If you Google... And that's uh, actually you in the picture. That's me. You're on the right, right? That's me on the right. And we have uh, Mark Siegel who gave, got me the job. And in the middle is my upstairs neighbor, Jerry Goodman, world-famous... Uh, electric violinist for the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Oh Come God. on, guys. Um, and you play the saxophone, do you not? Well, yeah, that too. Oh. <laughs> so. I mean, what can't you do? He's quite the musician. Uh, yes. he, won't, he won't tell you that, but he's really good. Shucks, thanks. Anyway, That's so we, uh, he was out of a gig at the time, so he joined us to build steel suits, and now we, there they are. <laughs> I, I just love it. And from what I've heard from, from your interviews and seeing your work um, and looking at your IMDb, you don't just stick to one thing. Like, you have Hollywood ADD. And Robin, you have this a bit, <laughs> yeah. too. Like, you're in a costume, then you're at a convention, then you're in a short film, then you're in a web series, then you're on TV, then you're in film. Like, this is what I love about artists that actually explore every aspect, because I think it gives you a better appreciation 
of whatever it is that you choose to be doing at that same time. Yeah, I, I saw. Um, actually, it was I think it was Will Smith again in a sh- no. Actually, it was Eddie Murphy saying to somebody who was showing off her various skills, and he said, "Well, you don't want to spend enough time to get really good at anything, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, uh, being inside the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, I mean, it's such an iconic villain. Um, so the early designs, I hear, um, it, it looked like a bit of a female uh, body oh, part. Oh, it was just that the first first one that we built, we made it uh, so out of all soft foam. Did you take that one home? <laughs> <laughs> He'll plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> no, I didn't get that. Silly me. <laughs> yeah, it... Uh, it did take on some uh, uh, baby shapes. Uh, anyway. Um. Um, I, I, I just love it. And, and Robin, I mean, being part of, of the Slimer uh, family, I, I guess. And who knew that Slimer, the most like kind of grotesque ghost? And he carried on into like the cartoon. He was like their little uh, ghost guy. Um, and I'm sure he's going uh, to favor into the new uh, reboot. What was that phone call like when you said, hey, we'd like, or did, did you have to audition to, to be Slimer? I, I did. Like I said, I worked on Willow, and somebody else had already been cast previously to play Slimer. They lost him because of his schedule. And um, a Who gen- doesn't have time to be Slimer? Hello, I'll be Slimer today. <laughs> he, he, apparently, Ned Gorman I worked with on Willow said, Why, wait a minute, we, we know Robin. Why don't we call her in and see if she's right? She's kind of got the energy, the size. I think she might work. Did you take that offensively? Is she right to be the slimy eating ghost that bugs everybody? No. I'm right. I'm in, baby. I'm yeah. in. Um, so, and basically, it is, they called me up. And, of course, uh, the people that I met at ILM are the best of the best. And, and they said, can you audition? What were your sides like? There were no sides. <laughs> it, it, it literally was just basically uh, sitting with um, – you know, a few people, and they would give me a few scenarios to go through and and to see if I could handle it. And and <laughs> I got it that day. I actually I left knowing that I I had I'd got the job right as I was leaving. No, had you seen Ghostbusters one? Of course, I was. I, and you, so so you were a fan. Hello, huge huge fan. And that was the tough part. Is like going into shooting Slimer. I knew what I was stepping into, and I knew how loved that character was. And I had some big shoes to fill, and I didn't want to let anybody down. But what I, I didn't want to, I did want to take that with me onto set. I just wanted to go, have fun, sense of humor with it, listen to what they wanted, and just bring you know the best that I could bring, and not put the pressure of oh my god, look what you look at what you're doing. <laughs> I just wanted to to do a good job for everybody. Right, and part of the casting call was you have to make Bill Murray look pretty, and you're like done. Exactly. <laughs> and, Marie actually showed up on the set while we were shooting, and it was a special effects stage, so no a- other actor had to be there. I was going to ask that, because you, you never actually were on set, so to speak. I never. mean, you were on your set. They shot everything, principal photography. Like, I had, I had some scenes with Rick Moranis, and they shot his stuff months before mine mm. in New York. And then they shot us. I was in California, matching up with what they did in New York. And, um, oh, that's that's interesting. And I got lucky because Bill Murray just decided he had to loop at Skywalker Ranch, which was like a couple miles down the road. He wanted to check it out. Oh, I want to see what they're doing with Slimer and the Statue of Liberty and all that stuff. And he was so much fun. He turned the whole place into a huge club the night that he was there. It was like a Friday night. He brought in a DJ and drinks. And Oh, my and, God. I want, and, I want to hang out with Bill Murray. You know what? He gave me a Zerbert on my stomach. What's a Zerbert? It's a... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm from West Hollywood. You think I would know that? <laughs> it's like West Hollywood 101. It's kind of making a, a sort of a, a farting noise on your yeah. on your skin. Oh, word for it. It's, it's lovely. It's lovely. Yes. Raspberry. Raspberry. Yes. Raspberry. Yes. And he yeah. did that on. It's a big an SNL thing for him, I guess. He did that a lot on SNL. And, um, he, he was he was delightful. He was really mm. great. Um, uh, and I just have to ask. Now, both of you go to the Ghostbuster conventions. Um, sometimes. So, so sometimes when when time. Uh, we just admits. did one a week ago. Yes, we did. The fans love this. Fans, they dress up. They build their own proton packs. They get nuclear they waste from somewhere. They walk around all day with unlicensed nuclear reactors <laughs> yeah. on their back. It's no. true. That explains their looks. But no, 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 we just lost half the listeners. No, no. They're all very attractive. Um, but um, do you ever get tired of like, okay, I'm more than the Stay Puft. I'm more than Slimer. Like... You know what? I, I I don't know about you, but when it not com- in a rude way, but you know, like William Shatner all. was like, "Calm down, people." The, the Ghostbusters fans, to me, my experience with them on social media and meeting them, they're amazing. They they don't just support me as being Slimer; they support me in my future endeavors. I love that. Like I'll support. Hey, I have a callback today. Three hundred likes and messages from fans that are saying, "Robin, you can do this." Goat. So it's way beyond. They become many of them have become friends. You know, not just fans, but friends. Well, be careful of that. You don't want, you know. You know, I have a few stalkers too, but we won't talk about that. You know. That. Well, I mean, if they're cute, man, that's fine. I'm like, hello, stalkers. <laughs> but it is also nice to know that anytime you mention the characters, uh, people smile. Mm-hmm. Every well, time. Just, it, can, it can change the feeling in a room. I agree. And it's all different generations. I mean, these are little kids now that are being Slimer or Stay Puft for, for Halloween. Right. Yes. I mean, that's got to feel like pretty great. Yeah, that's part of it. And also, now there are producers that were little kids that loved Stay Puft and Slimer, and we're getting jobs from them. <laughs> it's, it is true. Mm-hmm. I've had people that are now grown up, and they're, they're producing in the U.K., approaching me, saying, you know, i got a project. I really like your work. The only reason they know who I am is because of... Of Ghostbusters. Just make sure it's not like a Slimer spinoff where there's like it's it's like it's it's like a porn version where Slimer meets Mr. Stay Puft and then we're all we're all sent to help. You wait, know? A wait a second. <laughs> I think that's happened. Vivid Entertainment, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Hirsch is gonna call you tomorrow. A million dollars for each of you. <laughs> um but you know you you brought up a good point about about getting jobs. Yeah. Um and Logan, feel free to like jump in because I know like I'm I'm just mesmerized. I'm, so I'm looking at the images on the screen that he's worked on uh, and everything. Yeah, and it's, it's like just, it's just uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um seriously. Let's talk about CGI and, and Hollywood and what it's done to both of you because both of you do very some uh, do something very different in in the industry. But I know CGI and the way that films are made where it's like next, 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 uh like your joke, Transformers twelve. Uh, now we have a reboot of Ghostbusters. What is, um, and I, I don't even want to say cinematic advancement, because I wouldn't consider CGI advancement. Like when you see, probably when you go to your theater and you see Star Wars or Star Trek, when they actually blow up real models, you cannot fabricate that right. that physical aesthetic, that feeling of, remember when they blew up the Enterprise in Star Trek Three? Right. Right. Tell me what that's done, and both of you, please respond as to what that's done to your career and your place in Hollywood. No effect at all. He lied. Oh. <laughs> You're hanging out with Stan Winston at like a bar a talking about the good old days. Oh, man. <laughs> now, um, <clears throat> people always complain about it. We go to these conventions, and they come by, and they ask, well, what do you think? How's it been? Uh, and... One of the things I like to do, like in a Q&A, I asked him, 
how many people here like cartoons? And everybody raises their hands. And then how many people out there want every movie they ever see to be a cartoon? And the hands go down because there's a lot of cartoon going on in the name of CG. And it, it doesn't feel like stuff. And I'll tell you, I don't like cartoons. If I'm going to see a cartoon, I'm not going to pay what's it now to see a movie, 12 to $20 each. I will not pay that to go see a cartoon. How often do people say, how did they do that? Nowadays, they don't bother. They know how. Even like when you see Titanic, that movie, and you see the little CGI people walking, and then you see four of them on each deck, it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the same guy. Yeah. See, I think there's a place for CGI, and I think there's a place not to have CGI. And I think when it comes to a living, breathing uh, character with a personality, CGI just can't replace that. Yeah. CGI, well, hopefully mm-hmm. never. I mean, honestly, I think when you have a, a person involved, and there's a, there's a spirit to it that you just can't get out of a computer. And I think I, I just don't know if they'll ever capture that. We that's just a, me personally. That's the way I feel about it. We do a lot of Q and A's at the Frida, especially with like horror, independent horror, and you find that there are filmmakers who horror, have, right? Horror. Okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why haven't I been called? Let's anyway, yeah. Vivid again? Vivid, yes. Uh, I'm telling you, you guys are going to get a phone call tomorrow. Just wait from Vivid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who have made it a personal mantra to to use practical effects? Like the when we just did a Tales of Halloween Q and A, and the filmmakers were saying all of us were committed to being being as practical as possible. Good. Do you find that you are connecting, that there's a, a sort of a alignment there's happening with filmmakers? There's certainly a backlash to, to people. But it has, no. it has to bleed up to the producers. That's Here's the, the thing. hard That's part. The, but yeah. you know the weird thing is that people, uh, studios are making more money than they can even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're making more money, then spend more money Why? on where it belongs. Yeah. You know? Like you, 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 you can't get that. I think there is a resurgence in people thinking practical effects you can't beat it. There's mm-hmm. something about it that you can never replicate. And I hopefully, like, I noticed, I, I've worked with some new filmmakers coming out of USC, UCLA, Chapman University. I went to Chapman. Yeah, that's a good school. <laughs> yeah, I got, kicked out, I got kicked out of the music program. I, I'm, I'm, right. I'm sorry. Thank you, I, William Hall. I really appreciate it. I don't even want to know why you got kicked out. <laughs> that's okay. Um, he actually kicked me during my last, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. But that's oh my God. <laughs> but but I, I, I really think, um, I think there's a resurgence in, in young filmmakers realizing that there is a, a benefit to it. I hope so. To it, yeah. You know? I hope so. You got to pray for it because... I think it's true, uh, and that's what that's what the I'm. The problem, thinking. of course, is that a producer can keep changing it right up until the day before it's released. Yeah, and true. so why wouldn't they want that? Well, and and from personal experience, like you know that you create a monster, and then you finally get to set, and it has to move and do all these things, and something might not just look right. Um, real fast, I, I know that we're living out of time. We have to go to some footage of, of Robin in rehearsal for Slimer, okay, and then we're yes. going to go right to uh, the scene where it actually <laughs> a- appeared. It's such a great clip. I am rolling. Okay, and driving, 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 and doors. What open, were you thinking at this moment? I was just having a blast, to be quite honest. By the way, that's Mark Siegel on the left of the frame. Who I adore, by the way. Who's also in the still suit we looked at earlier. And take a shot. This is a drinking game. For every time you hear back to one, back. one more time, you take a, take a drink. You'll be drunk. Now, that's a lot of effort to make that suit move. Like, for oh, what is. we see, you're doing ten times more. And I, I'm four foot ten, you know. <laughs> but I was with some amazing people, too. Seriously. 
At one point, did you say, just like, shut up, guys? I was just like, I was 19, excited to be there. I was just... Tim Lawrence. Awesome, awesome. And it's no. Tim Lawrence, yeah, directing me. And like you said, Mark Siegel is one of the puppeteers. I'm telling you, genius people. Now, now here's the, here's the actual scene from your rehearsal. There's Rick Moranis, who said that he's retired, by the way. Yep. Retired, not retired. I, I think he might be coming out now that his kids are grown up. I've heard maybe he might be considering stuff. I hope he does. Or did you hear something more recently? He, he just did an interview, so. Oh, Great. Turn out he's oh, the bad oh, guy. He, so the, here, here comes here Slimer. Go. <laughs> okay, but I didn't know you had your license. <laughs> now I have to say there is a scene I, I, I always try to let people know like I pick him up on the bus right and I take him I actually get off the bus with him I let him out and I want to go with him to help and he, oh, I'd love and, that. and he basically is like no you know and I, you can't come but we can go bowling sometime <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I give him a kiss I lick him on the side of the face I, I twirl around and I fly off and I was so bummed that I was like do. the one thing that we all were so excited about Aww. all the puppeteers and me, it, was like, it, it, was, it was great maybe we'll see it one day you never know. I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, now, real fast, because we only have a few minutes left. What do you guys think of the reboot for Ghostbusters? What a great idea. Idea. Was that a little... Okay. No, no. Great. I think, yes. Oh. Uh, definitely put together a three-disc set. Nice. <laughs> 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 Robin. I think as long as um, I'm open to it, I'm keeping an open mind. There's been a lot of haters and lovers. You know, that yeah. I, and I just hope it's, it, it does the fans justice. I hope it's funny. That's, I don't care if it's male, female, both. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, is, is it going to serve? Is, is it going to serve the franchise well? And will people love it? I hope so. That's awesome. all I can. One hundred percent. I mean, exactly what you said. I mean, I'm really skeptical because of all the reboot resurgence. Right. Um, but it could yes. be good. I've been and surprised. Not that great. It's yeah. like, come on, guys. Every once in a while, you get a gem. So I'm hoping. If what? it's yeah. not great, they'll go back to the original. And if it's great, they'll go back to the original. Um, and so we, we have another little uh, giveaway that we're doing on the show. Robin uh, and Bill have agreed to send out an autographed picture of, of their iconic figure yes. um, to the listener. So uh, a listener, uh, if you're listening, whether you're listening to the live show or, or uh, the replay or on iTunes, email at info at ontherocksradioshow.com and tell me your favorite Ghostbuster moment and, why, and, and, and what it means to you. And if you mention Slimer or, or, or Stay Puffed, you get extra points for that. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, oh girl. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the perfect. signature will have uh, stars or something. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and real fast, um, next week on On the Rocks, we're actually having a family-friendly version. And, you know, I, I can't stand children, but... <laughs> Lovely. Um, so they have to be famous. So we're having from the new Peanuts movie, because everybody knows I love Snoopy. In fact, I have my Snoopy all the time. We have Marcy from the new Peanuts movie. I love it. Uh, Rebecca Bloom will be here. And then we have Nickelodeon star and musician uh, Noah Urey. Excellent. And they're young, so if you have a family, I hope you can listen, because we don't have any bleeps. Real fast, uh, where can people find you, Logan? Thefreedacinema.org. Perfect. Robin. Uh, RobinShelby.net. And Bill, you actually have a fan page. I, I don't know. Oh, do I? It's I Bill guess, Bryan, the artist. Oh, yeah, there is a Bill Bryan artist page. Sure. Uh, on Take Facebook. a look on that on Facebook. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> find me. How much more time do we have, Kurt? We're done. We're done. Kurt, happy Halloween. Guess we had such a great show. You have to come back. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye.